0: Back with another episode of the show. This is going to be another good one as my buddy Scott West is back and we're diving into, of course, the Tomb of Dracula. It's going to be a good one as we're going to cover three big issues in this episode. Why is that? Well, it's going to get us even quicker to the introduction of a new writer, the ongoing writer for the rest of the series. But enough about that. That's for our next episode. But in this one, You're going to hear us have a really good time talking about Dracula, all his insults, and all of his mysterious doings. So grab a snack and get ready, because after this break, we're going to dive right into all three issues. Halloween special!
1: Hey, 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 gotta get those costumes today. Yeah!
0: They got a lot of cool Halloween costumes for tonight. I me a costume. I'm going to be a monster. What do you mean going to be? You already are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Bronze Age of Horror Comics, and this is going to be our third installment in the uh, Tomb of Dracula series here. Always look forward to this recording and always look forward to talking to my buddy Scott West. How are you, man?
3: Hey, I'm doing all right, man. Thanks for having me back.
2: Yeah, we were just talking offline here for a second, and I read these three comics. We're going to cover Tumadrak 4, 5, and 6. We figured we'd knock these three out because this is kind of the last of the jumping around with the creative team as far as writing. And, you know, 7 starts off fresh with uh, our buddy uh, Marvelous Marv Wolfman. So uh, we figured why not knock these three out in one shot and then get right
3: to, uh, you know,
2: the team that pretty much settles in for the next 62, 63 issues,
3: right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing run, really.
2: Yeah. That's, that's wild to think you had the same penciler and same writer. And then almost the whole run, the same inker as well. I think you yeah. might have ducked out for a couple issues here and there. Tom Palmer. But, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, man. I read these uh, about... Three weeks ago from the time we're recording this, we were just talking. I read them and I thought, man, there's some like, you know, goofy stuff in here and a couple of plot (laughs) holes here and there. And I didn't write stuff down when I read it when I was on vacation. And now when I was reading them again uh, yesterday, I was struggling a little bit to find those plot holes. And I thought, well, maybe they weren't as bad as I thought they were.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the fun of these old comics. I think that um, there are I mean, there's there's definitely some stuff we're going to talk about, but the overall just fun of reading these kind of, uh, overshadows any of the little nitpicky things. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a few. And (laughs) as we go through it, um, I'm sure our, our memories will bring those up again. So,
2: yeah, I wrote a few things down that popped out on me or six, but not much on four (laughs) and five. So we'll, (laughs) we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll dive in, but yeah, on uh, issue four here, we're starting out with an, uh, We left off, uh, you know, finished up with issue three, and that was uh, Dracula uh, being pissed off that uh, Frank Drake sold his family castle to a woman named Ilsa Strangeway, and he uh, comes to the house to confront her about it because he's like, listen, this is my house. Nobody sells and buys my house, and
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: he's going to get all tough with her. So that's where uh, issue four is going to pick up here, and this was uh, cover dated September 1972, uh, and this is... uh, a cover by Neil Adams. And then there are some uh, notations about alterations by John Romita. You know, he kind of liked to alter faces sometimes on uh, some characters. So I think that's what he did here. But uh, yeah, so uh, we got uh, Archie Goodwin here as the uh, writer, Gene Colon pencils, Tom Palmer inks and John Costanza letters. And uh, all right. So uh, first off, what do you think of this cover here? The bride of Dracula.
3: Well, there's parts of it. I like, Um, I think the, Dracula himself looks a little awkward. I'm wondering if that's one of the I don't this is not screaming Neil Adams to me, so that might be mm-hmm. one of the touch ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the bat transforming into the uh, vampire woman is really cool looking.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally yeah. agree with you on that one. Yeah, Dracula is kind of like hunched over in this weird position. Maybe if it yeah. wasn't like that picture frame type cover, like I don't know if we could see the original art. Maybe like when you saw the original art without the trade dress and the the picture frame here, maybe it looks better. But it does look like it's weirdly has him hunched over to squeeze into that picture frame.
3: Yeah, it's very it's a strange pose. I think for me, mostly what's making it not work is the way they have his arm sort of over his head. Uh, it's hard yeah. to describe if you're not looking at it. But I think remove that arm and it, it looks a little more menacing That arm just looks really out of place, but you might be right about if we saw the whole, the whole artwork, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's not my favorite cover. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's interesting in the trade I have, it's purple, uh, around the border, but when you look at the original comic, it's blue. Not that it makes it any more awesome or anything like that. But yeah, I'm looking at it online and the original cock was blue and this one is purple, which okay, whatever. But yeah, that's definitely the highlight of it for me as well. The uh, female vampire swooping in and changing from bat into, you know, her female form here and menacing these two uh, people that just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) As we'll see a lot of in this series. Yeah. Yeah. These these poor
2: stupid (laughs) villagers, man. They just uh, wind up. hanging out too long at the pub or something
3: (laughs) yeah just stop going out at night people come on (laughs) yeah
2: i i in my younger years i was guilty of that as well so i was lucky (laughs) lucky i didn't get vampirized too i guess (laughs) (laughs) right Mm, so yeah this one's called through a mirror darkly and i'll just uh, rattle off a quick little synopsis here from uh, grand comics database and then we'll jump right into it and we'll hit it page by page what do you think
3: Sounds good. Sorry, you caught me mid-drink
2: there. <laughs> no, no, you're good, you're good. So uh, Dracula okay. kills Ilsa and makes her a vampire. Ilsa is shocked to discover that her youth does not return and allows Rachel Van Helsing to kill her. Dracula flees into Ilsa's black mirror and drags Taj with him. So that's a little, you know, quick little overview of what happens here. But yeah, we're going to get into this one. So like we said, we're we're picking up right after uh, issue three ended with uh, – Dracula trying to come into the home. And yeah, I think we did mention this on one of our previous recordings too. They, they play a little fast and loose with the vampire lore sometimes because they really yeah. seem to make it a point that, you know, Ilsa invites him into the home, but mm-hmm. isn't this his original ancestral home? So he, he needs to be invited in back to his <laughs> ancestral home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a really good point. Um, maybe the vampire's power, uh, waxes and wanes with who owns the deed to his house i don't know (laughs) (laughs) a bill of sale (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely his house but yeah they and they really did i mean that was uh at the end of the last issue that was sort of the big thing like yeah they really made a big deal about her inter dracula you know Mm -hmm. and actually on the splash page she does it again too so
2: yeah, and it looks great. Dracula—he looks a little off to me in the face, but I don't know. Maybe they were shooting for him to look kind of deranged here, because he looks a little like,
3: like, <laughs> like, like,
2: like a little psychotic here, a little more wild than he normally looks.
3: Yeah, the the look on his face is pretty deranged. It, the, he's got one popping red eye, and and the other one's kind of in shadows. Yeah, he looks really weird. Um, mm-hmm. Also, this is the beginning, although they sort of. Um, it kind of comes and goes but this is the beginning of where they start making dracula less uh corpse white and mm-hmm. and which i really liked but although as i i noticed as this goes on it, it sort of comes and goes and i'm wondering if they're playing with uh like the more he feeds the more skin tone he has and then like when he's Not feeding, he starts to get a little pale again because there's some panels where he's sort of both Mm -hmm. Uh, some interesting coloring. But in this one, he is fully he looks alive and uh, feasted.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though he hasn't chomped down on uh, our girl Ilsa here yet, who not yet. Yeah, who is interesting. You know, she's this uh, middle aged woman that used to be a model and used to be like super hot and she wants to be super hot again because she doesn't mm-hmm. like getting old and it's like yeah welcome to the club lady it, it, it happens to the <laughs> best of us yeah but she <laughs> believes in all this occult kind of stuff and is like ah i heard if you know you get bitten by a vampire you can you know have your younger looks and uh
3: <laughs> dracula's yeah. like
2: oh oh yeah 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 that's that's exactly what's going to happen here so uh <laughs> you know invite me in put down your cross and let me bite you <laughs> and you're you're going to get what you want and she's like Okay, pal. And I do love on I guess it's the one, two, three, fourth page of this story. You know, after they make this little bargain, the last Mm -hmm. panel on that page. Wow. It's just like her. Well, I should say her castle or whatever. It's really Dracula's. Uh, It shows it there and it almost looks like there's like a a driving rain here and a scream coming out from the window. That panel Mm -hmm. looks fantastic
3: yeah this is what you come to this comic for i think is this moody gene colon artwork man i love it i can i can't get enough there's a lot of exteriors um that i just love that look like this and the scream yeah coming out you know what's going on in there
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and of course the the butler uh whitby You know, of course, he's some like old fart. So he's like, what's going on? You know, you can only imagine his old, his old crotchety (laughs) voice. And he comes busting into the room as Dracula is holding her. And Mm -hmm. he says, dear Lord, what? And he says, demon, who are you? What have you done to her? And Dracula kind of turns a little bit towards him and just pimp slaps the crap out of this old guy. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is one of my favorite things about this comic is Dracula He's just—he loves hitting people. Like he's really uh-huh. good at just sort of backhanding, and and he's so arrogant. Um, uh-huh. What does he say? I am—I am one who has no time for dry-veined old gnats. And then he just backhands. <laughs> 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 yeah. So and
2: he good. says, "As for your mistress, I have merely fulfilled her heart's desire." And yes. we're kind of seeing that this is almost like a flashback here because. This is actually Whitby with his head busted open, laying in a hospital bed, telling uh, Frank and Rachel, and what is this cop's name? Oh, Manfred. Because Manfred. They had, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they drug this guy into this one. Because they had, <laughs> they had already introduced uh, Chelm Inspector mm-hmm. Chelm from Scotland Yard, who's a big part of. The, well, I will say a big part of the comic, but he's a very much recurring character when they are in the UK. He's pretty much always yeah. there when the issues are based there.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't but know. I, like why, I guess. Maybe they were just were still building the uh, the characters or, um, you know. I Well, one thing I wanted to mention, which we haven't yet, is the that these are written. Oh, no, this is Archie Goodwin. That's right. Never mind. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> now, I just noticed something here, too, by the way, where uh, Whitby, the first panel we see of him in the hospital with his head all bandaged up, for some reason uh-huh. Gene Colan felt like drawing a glass jar of cotton balls next to his bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what
3: that's for, but oh, they are. I didn't even notice that before. You're right. They're specifically <laughs> labeled cotton. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, and there cotton he is there. It's like, I don't think cotton balls are helping anything that's wrong with him, man. But
3: Yo, hey, what,
2: what do I know? Broke. I'm not a doctor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, we have this. Uh, we have this police superintendent as he introduces himself to us as. Um, Scotland Yard. Uh, Sent him, apparently, I guess Inspector Chelm, maybe he's busy, so they send this guy over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason he's he's helping them now. and they are uh, on the track of Dracula.
2: Yeah, it's cool. So then they just pack up the car and they're like, okay, we're heading over to Ilsa Strangeways you know place, which again, that's really supposed to be Dracula's castle. But you know, on the mm-hmm. next uh, page, when you flip it, when they start heading towards it, it looks just like a house. It doesn't look like Dracula's castle. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, um,
3: what? <laughs> it makes me wonder if maybe Dracula owned, like, he had his castle, but maybe he owned other property? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's kind of he, bizarre.
3: He, he was a land baron, and... Uh, <laughs> maybe this is his vacation home. I don't know. But yeah, yeah it doesn't look much like a castle. But we'll <laughs> take word for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just overlook that one there. But yeah, it's <laughs> they show up and they say there's you know footprints and this and that and they're like, you know, we we're gonna check things out. And uh, he's a, a Taj can track tigers, so he's gonna track Dracula. And you know, I yes. feel like yeah, good luck with that. But uh, we see <laughs> our buddy Cl- Clifton Graves here. I love his dialogue here. He's looking out from. I don't know what this is like in the side of the mountain. There's almost like a, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was a whole mine or something, but it looks really. Oh, I'm sorry. It says it was the ruins of a coastal defense bunker. So there you go. That makes sense. Then it was sure. from like world war two area. So, okay, I got it. Yeah. He's peeking out and his uh, dialogue is that's it. You stupid glowing orb sink. Let evening <laughs> fall and my master awake. So <laughs> referring to the the sun as a stupid glowing orb.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: He, he hates it. <laughs> and then, yeah, Dracula too. Right away, he's like not even like fully out of his coughing, and he's talking crap already. Uh, uh, Clif- Clifton says, uh, "What is your command, Master? How may I serve you?" And Dracula, with silence, mortal lackey. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, I'm guessing, you know how it is when you first wake up in the morning. You know, you don't really want a bunch of chit chat. You you want to get your cup of coffee and uh, settle in. And Dracula's just getting up. So, <laughs> yeah, he needs some jo-
2: He needs a cup of Joe.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and then we see it. Yeah, so Il- dismissive. Yeah. Ilsa Strangeway waking up for the first time. And I love this scene too here, the middle panel at the bottom there on that page where she's finally getting up. Yeah. She's like, I hunger. A vampire's hunger. Yes. And (laughs) Clifton, master, the way she looks at me, I don't. And she tries to (laughs) jump on Clifton and drink his blood. But uh, we Mm -hmm. have uh, Dracula on the next page. He's a hair puller here. And he grabs her by the hair (laughs) and pulls her back. And he's like, no, like, you don't bite him. He's I need a human slave. You know, and he's like, right. She doesn't know that yet. You know, that's like, think about it. You you do need some human people kind of helping you because, you know, you're vulnerable when you're uh, asleep during the day.
3: Yeah. Um, I really like the way that Gene Colan draws her in these panels. Actually, all of these panels. Um, she looks really, uh, when we first see her as a vampire, she looks um, kind of uncertain and bewildered, which I imagine is how you would feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she sees Clifton, she just gets, again, deranged. The The way he draws her face there, she just looks crazy. Um and then uh yeah then he pulls her back and then she's got sort of a chastised look and she's looking up at dracula like almost like she's idolizing him and then that last (laughs) panel um just i don't know what that expression is but it's really good with the one fang just hanging over her lip yeah she just looks great i love the way he drew that sequence
2: Yeah. And and if nothing else, I can tell people if you've never read this series, even if up until Wolfman comes on in issue seven, the writing does get much better. But even let's say there's a slow issue here or there, you can just page through this comic and the artwork just blows your mind. It's the, the visual storytelling is worth buying these comics.
3: Yeah. Never lets you down. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: So and then we get to the point here where Dracula's like, listen, pal. You told me you had, you know, some crazy surprise for me. If I would bite you, that was going to, you know, help me, you know, take over the planet or whatever, you know, whatever he wants to do this week. And she uh, then uh, goes into telling him about buying this uh, mirror because she was buying all sorts of uh, different occult things to try to retain her youth and beauty, and none of them worked. But she said there was one thing that, you know, actually was legit, and it was this black mirror that she bought. And uh, she says about buying it and then buying a book that had some – incantations in it of you know witchcraft and this and that that would uh open up uh like a a portal for this black mirror that you could like Mm -hmm. go in it and show up at a different time in a different place like it's it's pretty cool actually i like it
3: yeah yeah it's an interesting concept and um unfortunately that's gonna be one of my nitpicks later
1: (laughs) (laughs) But,
3: but i do like i love the backstory um i am a sucker for this occult stuff this rings of like A bunch of late 60s, early 70s horror movies that I'm thinking of where you get this whole, you know, finding the book in the old bookstore, the occult uh, instruments. uh, It's very hammer, very Mm -hmm. hammer horror. And I love that stuff. So Yeah, great. This is hitting me right where I live.
2: (laughs) Yeah, great stuff. And then (laughs) Dracula says after she gets done speaking, a tale not without fascination, else a strange way. But why should this doorway through time be more Dracula's salvation than any others? And she says, because more than anyone else, you're a man out of time. For nearly 100 years, you've slept. You're a 19th century man in the 20th. Perhaps you haven't collided with the complexities of changes. She says, but when you do, and he says, I've survived more centuries than you dare imagine. Woman. And he (laughs) throws her to the ground. But he's like... I, I like your story, and I'm going to use your mirror, so see you later. And he basically right. says, you know, yeah, go get something to eat, Toots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, takes, he takes off, turns into bat form, takes off. She takes him, in, turns into bat form, takes off, and they go separate directions because, you know, he's heading back to her house, his mansion, his castle, mm-hmm. whatever whatever we're calling it. But
1: yeah,
2: I, I love Clifton Graves here. He comes out to wave goodbye to Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. look, the guy just called you like a, a lackey and this, and he's always talking crap about you. Like, really? You're gonna go out and wave goodbye to him? Like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, farewell, yeah. master. Yes, I feel your thoughts, sense your command. Never fear, I shall meet you at the woman's mansion after you have feasted. And Clifton Graves starts booking it down the road, and
3: wham, he gets punched
2: Uh-oh. right in the face.
3: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he goes down one hit, and uh, there's Frank um and what does he say after all that's gone down between us cliff i should have enjoyed that you know i get the feeling he did enjoy it i don't know
1: i think
2: ah. he did yeah there, yeah there's clifton laying there completely knocked out and taj yeah. is just kind of looking over him with a pair of binoculars in his hand and rachel's yep. just standing there and like we she says we better hurry frank for what we saw and heard while hiding our course of action is clear tonight so he she says um uh, there's much to be done, and while Taj sees to Mr. Graves, will deal with the resting place of his master, and so she puts a, a cross in uh, Dracula's coffin so that, you know, mm-hmm. he pops it open, he isn't going to be able to be in there, so okay, cool. Yeah. And yeah. then they all kind of take off here, but then they split up, and she goes off on her own, and Frank and Taj go off together, and you know, uh, Frank's like, You're certain this is the best, leaving you alone. And she's like, I'm hardly defenseless. And I thought, Yeah, she's actually proven to be a little bit more of a BA than you, there, Frank. So yeah, <laughs> calm down.
1: You That's know, like, right. <laughs>
2: you punched out the idiot Clifton so far. Otherwise, you've gotten thrown around. So, <laughs> but wow. Yeah. Again, next story page. Look at this incredible page here by Colin, where he's, man, he has uh, Ilsa swooping around in bat form and then she touches down and like she's almost all the way in human form, but then her arms are still in bat wing. Oh, that looks incredible.
3: Yeah. I love it. I love this entire page. The, uh, when she's looming, over well, again, we have the, well, I guess these are the two people from our cover our hapless, uh, villagers and, um, the panel where she's looming over them out of this dark alley, I guess. That's mm-hmm. really, perfect. I love that. I would, that's another one I'd hang on my wall.
2: Yeah, that's really creepy. Colin, Colin did a great job there. That's a really, really creepy panel.
3: I love it. And then mm. she attacks.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the end of those two.
3: <laughs> yep. It's her first kill, I guess. Right? We haven't seen her kill yet, so.
2: Mm, yep, she finally got some blood, so. Uh, and that's going to prove interesting here, because uh, she's she's going to realize right away that Dracula's yes. kind of playing her for a fool, and that's <laughs> going to play a big part into the into the story here. Yeah. So uh, we switch scenes to uh, Dracula then, and he's uh, creeping around. And wow, those panels on the top of that other page are, you know, the following page. They're excellent, mm-hmm. too. You see the yeah. bat up against the moon, and then again, he's slowly transforming, and then he looks really creepy in that third panel there. How about that?
3: Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, I don't know how Gene Colan does it, because there are so many bat to vampire transformation panels in this comic. And they always look great. And he always finds a cool way to make them not look exactly the same. And yeah, Dracula's face in that one, that's just pure evil.
2: Yeah. And he says to himself, something is wrong. Someone is close by and he turns and look, he says, Frank Drake. So he sees Frank there that quick, like literally a finger snap. He's back in a bat form. Yeah. flying down at Frank. And then, as he's right on top of him, turns back into a, a human form and jumps <laughs> on him. It is Dracula, fool. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, it's amazing. And I like Frank is like, he, what in? A bat! No, <laughs> wait. it's Like, at this point, any time you see a bat, just assume that it's Dracula. Yeah,
2: I don't know that we've seen he- how many other
3: bats uh, flying around that weren't vampires at this point. So, yeah, yeah just,
2: just assume. <laughs>
3: <laughs> have, a, but, have a cross yeah. ready, man. <laughs> yep. So Dracula just easily takes him out here.
2: Yeah. And he pounces on top of him and he's literally like inches away from his neck. Mm-hmm. And then, oh man, I love this. This is like, it sounds crazy, but I thought this probably would work. So it, we have a uh, Dracula, ready, you know, pouncing and ready to bite. And then all of a sudden there, a light shines on him and mm-hmm. there's a cross in the middle of the light. And yeah. he's like the shadow of a cross. Where did it come from? And it's Taj and he has a flashlight, like one of those kind of big like mag light suckers. Mm -hmm. And it has like a cross painted over it. So you figure that would work. That would cast, you know, especially at night, probably would cast a bit of a a shadow Mm -hmm. like that.
3: Yeah, I thought that was a great invention. Um, It reminds me of um, the Brides of Dracula, the end where they. uh, Oh, yeah. Where Peter Cushing improvises for a for a cross. I love stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. although this was not improvised, they clearly, you know, came up with this ahead of time. But it's a great idea and it works. He
2: mm-hmm. runs
3: Dracula. Dracula books it out of there.
2: Yeah, he goes. He doesn't even can't get to the front door of the place, I guess. So he just goes blasting right through a window. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then maybe he went around back to the back door just to try to get away from them. And again, we see a light. With a cross in the middle of it, but even bigger. And this is wild. Mm-hmm. You flip the page, and there's like the cops with their yeah. crazy searchlight, you know, like <laughs> when you're running from the cops when you're younger, or when you're at like a booze yeah. party or something, they have the spotlight. <laughs> it's got a cross painted on it. It's
0: like, holy
2: crap.
3: Yeah. And they're so, um, they're so calm looking, these, these panels. They're just sort of like, <laughs> what's, what's he say? Uh, if I hadn't seen it with my own blinking eyes. Yeah. <laughs> You've you've nothing on me, yank. Giles. <laughs> yeah, yank <laughs> uh, the yank. Love it. Because we got to remember, we are in uh, England here, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: But yeah, they're they. I love how, and we saw this in maybe the last issue where they just these cops are really they're all in. Like it didn't take much to convince them that there's vampires running around.
2: Yeah, it seemed like once they convinced. Uh, Scotland Yard, then kind of like all the other police agencies like fell in line. You know, it's like they might believe or they might not, but they were like, hey, we got to do this because, you know, Scotland Yard said, listen to these people, I know what they're talking about. But yeah, those two guys are great. And then uh, the one cop says, but did you see that bloke recoil from her? (laughs) <laughs> like nothing new, like nothing human and he says i right, giles by the look of him like nothing human <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dracula's like booking it through the house and he's thinking about oh, the mirror the mirror it must be upstairs and yeah you we know, yeah, have frank and uh, rachel here they're gonna uh, or i'm sorry rachel she's back with uh clifton mm-hmm. uh, t- tied up back at the world war ii bunker yeah. and <laughs> then ilsa strangeway shows up
1: right. and this is
2: a, this is a really really interesting scene so Mm-hmm. Uh, Ra- Rachel, you know, I think at first she thinks it might be Dracula, so she's like, has her hand over Clifton's mouth so he doesn't say anything, and, <laughs> yeah. and Warren, whoever it is, but uh, it was it's interesting because uh, I guess she opens her coffin, and there's a, a cross in there, she's like, ah, and then uh, they have a little confrontation here, so what did you think of this scene?
3: This is great, um, because it uh, illustrates just what a what a jerk dracula is
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a piece of crap
3: <laughs> yeah which is part of why i love this this comic but um you also feel a little bad for ilsa um and uh, the way again man the way Colin drew her face in that mm. uh that third panel yeah she's, she's delusional she's she's now killed and fed on the blood and she believes that she's going to be young and beautiful again um but rachel points out like oh you think you're beautiful now look at look down at your hands you didn't notice your hands Mm -hmm. and she looks down and my hands still spotted wrinkled i'm old still old he tricked me he lied
2: (laughs) yeah and then clifton no you vain silly witch you tricked yourself It's like he's picking up on Dracula smack talk. He's learning a little bit from the master there. That's right. (laughs) But yeah, we
3: learn we learn here that well, we learn a couple of things. Um we he points out that Dracula he kind of lied, but um basically you will regain the youth, but you're just gonna go back to whatever age you were when you became a vampire. Mm -hmm. So she's not gonna get any younger. She's just gonna be that middle-aged uh yeah but she seems to think she's a withered old crone i i still think (laughs) and we talked about this last time i thought she looked fine you know but yeah but also something i didn't know previously apparently dracula was 30 when he became a vampire it's pointed out to us here the count was 30 yeah and then he was younger so um so he's a robust robust 30 year old uh (laughs) forever. (laughs) But yeah, she's really, really uh, pissed off.
2: Yeah, and she then, you know, is not seeing the the brighter side of life, and then she does think to herself, uh, but he's come out no better, she says to Clifton. I had no intention of living in Dracula's shadow, so I didn't tell him all about using the mirror, and what the Count doesn't know will destroy him. And I can tell you right now, man, when you flip that page, that next panel by Colin and Palmer... (laughs) Holy crap, that is awesome.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't expecting this. And it's a great reveal. I love when they when they do this just right like that. Yeah. Turn the page and you're like, what the hell is going on here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: We see, you know, a guy walking through this mirror, you know, I guess maybe one of the previous owners. And basically what she says is, if you don't know exactly what you're doing with the incantation, you will Mm -hmm. walk through this mirror. And you'll end up with in into another world, the world of the mirrors, demon creatures from which there is no return. And again, it looks yeah. like some kind of hell dimension because there's these like really insane looking creatures. And one of them looks like it's breathing fire in the one panel and stuff.
3: It's like mm-hmm. holy yeah.
0: crap. It's crazy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love these panels. Um Unfortunately, this is a little bit going to lead to a little bit of my disappointment in the next issue, but I love the concept. Um, mm. And I love these creatures. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. And, and she attacks Clifton
2: and chokes him unconscious, calling him a bootlicker. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do like that. And then she basically is just like, screw it. I didn't want to live as a middle aged lady, and I don't want to live as a middle aged vampire. So she basically yeah. says to Rachel, who has a crossbow pointed at her, If you can give me peace, do it. And the next thing you know, twang, and she's she's dead. That's it. Two issues for uh, Ilsa Strangeway here.
3: Yep, she's (laughs) out. Yeah, Rachel doesn't even hesitate.
2: (laughs) No, nope, not at all. I don't think she was even
3: waiting for the green light. She was going to do it anyway, but she was like,
2: do it. She's like, all right, my finger was already on the
3: trigger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so exit Ilsa Strangeway.
2: And Dracula finally finds the mirror and he's uh, doing the crazy incantation. And I don't know if he wasn't finished yet or what, but uh, it starts to uh, open up. And he, like, has an arm inside it, and Taj comes blasting in. And uh, he mm-hmm. often uh, refers to uh, Taj as uh, Rachel Van Helsing's giant. So yeah, he, he comes at him, and the two of them start wrestling. And the next thing you know, uh, as Rachel and Frank come into the room the two of them like go into the mirror, like Dracula kind of drags him in there. Like there's a scene here in this panel at the bottom where it's almost mm. like Taj is like, Oh, I made a mistake. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> his hand is sticking halfway through the mirror and Dracula's hand is grabbing him and pulling him back in.
3: <laughs> yep. He's like, you're not going anywhere. We're both in this together now. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's pretty cool. I think, you know, it's a good, uh, good cliffhanger here. And you know, like we said, overall, it's a, it's a good issue. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, I think, you know, out of the three, it's, it's, it's pretty strong here, but we're going to get to, uh, you know, these next two issues. And like we say, we'll, we'll, we'll have a little gripe here and there, but it won't be, it won't be too terrible. Don't worry. We're not going to, uh, trash no, any, not we're not going to trash anything here. You, you no, can't no. just because of Gene Collins work. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. any, uh, any final thoughts on four? Uh,
3: I really like four. I think, um, my, my problems are going to come later and I really, um, I really think it's just well we'll get into it but I, I just had some disappointment with how they used the mirror although I love the concept. Yeah. Um, but I did like the character of Ilsa Strangeway and even though she didn't stick around I think her little short arc was interesting and um there's a lot of cool vampire and horror tropes in that issue and yeah. as always the artwork is amazing. So
2: Yep, totally yeah, it was a good agree one. with you. Totally, totally agree with you on that one. So, all right, moving on to Two of Dracula, number five. And this one's cover dated November 1972. And this is a Gil Kane and Tom Palmer cover. And then uh, inside we have a new writer, Gardner Fox.
3: Mm-hmm. But then
2: Gene Colin, Tom Palmer, same art team, and Artie Simek as uh, our uh, uh, letterer here. So yeah. what do you think of this cover on this one here? So Gil Kane, Tom Palmer, a little bit, maybe a little bit better than this one.
3: Yeah, I, I like this one. It's sort of a typical, you know, it's Dracula with a a swooned or possibly dead woman in his arms and the angry villagers below him. Kind of typical, but well done. I like it.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. I won't say it's a bait and switch, but there really is no scene where Dracula is holding a woman and they're coming after him like this. That that does not happen. It, it, no, it's, it, it's not. It enough. does. No, yeah, it does uh, happen uh, sans the woman here. But uh yeah, yeah, it's ah, uh, and I'd really love that scene. By the way, I can't wait to get to that because that's yeah, Dra- Dracula's smack talk and his uh, pompous <laughs> attitude is at like a, the highest level ever. Yeah, and he and he does his patented pimp slap again too, which yeah. is great. <laughs> I do like his uh, dialogue here on the front cover though. Like I, sometimes I like a little tiny bit of dialogue, or I don't mind it, and sometimes mm. I, I prefer no dialogue. But he says, "Back swine!" Before you arouse the wrath of Dracula.
3: If the villagers yeah. have
2: their torches and burn it to the
0: ground.
3: <laughs> burn it, burn it. Yeah, they're so they're ready to go. Um, it's good. I like it. I like the look on his face. Um, cool cat. Now that looks like a castle. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm maybe. a little confused as to where where his actual <laughs> living yeah. quarters are. It's okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's all good. We can we can we'll we'll, we'll close our eyes for those scenes.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: So, all right. Well, if you're ready, we'll jump into this one. So uh, this one, uh, the synopsis here says Dracula and Taj use the Black Mirror to travel to 19th century Transylvania. Drake and Rachel follow, but Dracula managed to escape through the mirror again. So, okay. first page here. I got to tell you, I really like this splash page. I think this Mm -hmm. one is even better than the previous issue splash page because uh, Dracula looks great. Taj looks great. It's almost a close up of them. You know, they're in the yeah. forefront kind of fighting their way into the mirror with uh, Rachel and Frank in the background. Oh, man,
3: I really, really love this page. What do you think? Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, the lettering up top is really great, too. The, mm-hmm. the layout of it is perfect. Yeah, the way the mirror looks really cool. Dracula, yeah, it looks great. Taj looking pretty fierce. They're, they're You can tell they're really fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's good.
2: Yeah, I love how a a lot of times throughout the series that, you know, if Dracula gets his hands on Frank or Rachel or whatever, they kind of are just like, you know, you or I, like he kicked them around like they're like a little puppy. But Taj isn't up to his uh, strength level at all. But if Dracula is weak at all or he catches him by surprise, sometimes he can, like, you know, (laughs) put him in a chokehold or something. I do like that about (laughs) Taj's character. He's pretty cool. Right.
1: (laughs) And they yeah. really
2: get deep into that character too. It's he's not just some throwaway character. I know you know people probably think, oh, you know, it's a, he's the he's the token or something like that. But he he mm. really isn't. They really dive deep into his history with vampires and his family and stuff. Like you, when you and I get to that stuff, I can't wait. It's really cool.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. It's been a while since I've read these, so um, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to getting to know more about him. And uh, even the, the little that. He's in it so far. I got to say, I like him more than Frank, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for
2: real. Yeah, my love for Frank doesn't get any better in this issue or the next one. But, oh, you know, I forgot to mention, we do have a a quote on uh, this one here. Uh, It says, there be demons who make mirrors, which are gateways into evil places. Bali, Loki, in through time itself, into which one way, or I'm sorry, one may enter on recitation of an incantation. And I'm thinking, what is this shenanigans? And it says it's by Al- Al- Albertus Magus, his grimoire. I'm thinking that's got to—it's got to be a bunch of crap. But this guy was like a—he was a legit guy.
0: I couldn't believe it.
2: I looked it up. His it, Albertus Magnus, also known as Saint Albert the Great or Albert of Cologne, was a German Dominican friar, philosopher, scientist, and bishop. I was like, wow, okay. So I'll, I'll give Gardner Fox a little more credit there. Sorry, man.
3: I don't, yeah he did his homework <laughs>
2: yeah i was like what is this crap he just made this up but he
3: he really didn't like yeah, yeah good on fox man so it, all it right sounds very, it sounds like comic book gibberish but uh mm-hmm. it, that's funny that It's real that's awesome
2: <laughs> yeah I, ch- I chuckled when i looked that up i was like what <laughs> i was waiting for it to just pull up like a A reference to this comic, you know, because sometimes that will happen if I'll see something zany in a comic that they're trying to act like it's for real. And I look it up and it's like, oh, here's what Google showed me that comic. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. (laughs) Like, it's like you're getting fooled, you know. (laughs) Right. But yeah, they they, go ahead. Yeah, they they dive into the mirror here and holy crap. So this is easily, without a doubt, my favorite part of this entire comic and probably this storyline with this mirror. So Dracula and Taj, you know, they go falling and it almost looks like they're falling through like some kind of like foggy. I don't know. Nothingness uh, mm-hmm. on their way to landing uh, on solid ground. But, you know, Rachel and uh, Frank are like, oh, no, we can't get them. And there are these creatures and they're They're going to die and blah, 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 blah. It's like, OK, cool. Let's get to the good part. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Dracula, he you know, he's always like, I'm tough. I'm going to smack talk everybody. The look yep. on of fear on his face when he looks up and sees these insane creatures coming after him, he goes, "We're trapped forever in this abomination of desolation." Thinks he's like Roadblock from GI Joe for a minute there. He's r- <laughs> rhyming everything, and he goes, "Unless," and this is literally my favorite line: "Avant, you creatures of this hellish world, you'll not yeah. take
3: Count Dracula." <laughs> Avant, I'm like, what? That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, uh, my my vocabulary is pretty good, but a vaunt, hmm. <laughs> ok? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, and I mean,
2: it's just a little funny thing we're we're poking fun at Gardner Fox, but you you don't see that kind of stuff when uh, Marvel Wolfman takes over. You, you right. don't see uh, I don't wanna say goofy dialogue, but kind of like quirky dialogue. You don't see that when he comes aboard. he He's definitely, you
3: know, more
2: contemporary yeah. for that time. But yeah, yeah of, of you yeah. creatures.
3: <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah, I really enjoy that. And then he just starts ripping into them.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He starts and and he's talking, and this isn't a monologue. He's talking out loud to these creatures and himself the entire time. Yeah. I am supreme. You'll never <laughs> feast on my bones nor bend them to your eternal torments <laughs> by Beelzebub and Satanis whom you serve be off and he's smacking them and choking them and
3: <laughs> that's <Yep>. great <laughs> and, just, and he just keeps going i mean there's like three or four panels and he's talking the whole time
2: mm-hmm. i take the mute and so he's like he's basically telling these leave me alone or i'm gonna hurt you go bite on the the, the you know guy i just beat up that so i can't talk
1: right <laughs> it's like when... <laughs> Yeah, do but with I him what
2: Jesus. you will until he finds tongue to scream for mercy. I'm like, wow, yeah,
1: Holy <laughs> crap, <laughs> man.
2: He's he's not screwing around. He's really yeah, Dracula, man. He's yeah. something else. But yeah, I, what what great panels are those?
3: I I love them. These creatures are awesome. They they're just so demonic looking and weird. Hmm. I don't even yeah. know. There's no like uh, creatures of the imagination. Like nothing really reminds me of. Like an animal, like sometimes somebody will draw something, you're know, like, Oh, a dragon or a, you know, a sn- well, I guess there is kind of a snake man looking thing, but most of these are just deformed looking, weird, demonic creatures. It's
2: really yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. And I will say, uh, when Gene had his run on Doctor Strange, if he went to some kind of crazy dimension like this, he would draw these insane creatures too. It was great.
3: Oh, man. I bet that was fun for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then at one point, he's still beating the crap out of some of these guys, and then all of a sudden, he, like, basically clobbered all of them, except for, like, a couple, and he says, and yet, my search will take time, like, his search to find a place, to find a way to yeah. get out of here, and he says, without that food for which my nature hungers, I may weaken, grow helpless. So then he he realizes, oh, well, he does say, uh, I'm trying to think of what he says, Taj is the only thing in these barren wastes on which I can feast. So, basically, he can't bite these crazy demon creatures for blood because they probably don't have any. So, you know, right. if it's going to take a while, he wow. needs sustenance, so he needs to save Taj.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, now he's changed his tune. Now he's beaten them away from Taj. <laughs> he, you foul fiends. <laughs> he belongs to me. A minute ago, he was like, go get him. <laughs>
2: yeah, go eat the mute.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he... Uh, he, he saves Taj out of selfish reasons and um, dispatches the last of these creatures. That's another great panel. He's oh, just my Taj gosh. Out behind him. Yeah.
2: And then Taj is kind of clinging onto him like a child.
3: <laughs> yeah. He looks terrified. <laughs> Which, yeah, I guess you would be if you're a normal human. This is some strange, strange stuff.
2: Yeah, now there are some things that happen in here that they don't really explain, and I don't know if it's because they just didn't have the time or they didn't think it was necessary for the story, but this crazy hell dimension, I got a lot of questions about this. I'm thinking, man, if this doesn't mm-hmm. pop up again in another comic later on, and I don't think it does necessarily like the exact same one like it's named, um, yeah. that's a thats a shame because this is crazy. Like All of a sudden, Dracula, after he's throwing these demons around, says, a silvery pathway lies ahead. On which no demon seems to walk. Perhaps it holds some menace for their necromantic flesh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's there's literally you can see there's like a pathway that looks like almost like snow, the way it's yeah. drawn and colored. But the demons won't walk on that path. Well, why not? What is it? What's it all about? Like I'd, I would love to know more about that.
3: Right. I think this is where a little bit of my uh, nitpickiness starts to come into play, and I I think. Um, you know we were talking earlier about Gardner Fox and him being an old school guy this kind of stuff rings of that silver age um yeah like don't worry too much about the details we just need this the plot to keep going so just throw something in there yeah and, and people will accept it and we're going to move on and that kind of feels like what this is so yeah so very a little disappointing. Um, there's a couple other things with the mirror that were a little disappointing too. Just because I think it's such a cool concept, and I was a little confused about how it worked. So,
1: yeah,
2: a little hand wavy about certain things for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, we get we we go back to outside the mirror, and Frank and uh, Rachel are you know pouting, and you know we we need to figure this out, and then they find they think you know what, hey, you know Whitby. I guess they kicked him out of the hospital. He didn't have good enough insurance or something. So they booted him out of the hospital and made this sick old bandaged head guy go back to his house. Right. He was just assaulted there. Yeah, he was just assaulted (laughs) there like three days ago. Ah, go home. You're fine. It's like, what? What kind of health care is this, man? (laughs) Well, yeah, they kind of say to him, like, hey, dude, like, you know, how do we get into that mirror? and you know is uh, we heard there's a book that you can do incantations. He's like, "Well, I do remember her coming back from a bookshop one time and being all worked up over a book, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah." So, he's going to go help them uh go find this book and he said, "Look, it might be in a locked safe." Uh, of course it's not because that would have, you know, stopped the plot from moving forward. Right. And that's so, actually,
3: that's a funny panel when we get to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so then we switch back to Taj and Dracula in this insane, you know, hell dimension here. And again, here's another page where I'm like this looks like the coolest thing ever, but we yeah. never find out anything about it. Like Dracula and Taj are walking on that snowy path and they look towards this. It almost looks like an entrance to a temple or something. And Dracula <laughs> says, well, I should, I should describe it first. It, it looks like a temple. There's an entrance. And then above it, there are these two corpse, like mummy figures. Yeah. And they're like on fire and not like they're going to burn up. Like they're eternally on fire. Right. And they' you know, and he's like, those corpses burn, yet they do not disintegrate. They furnish the light by which to see in this unholy desolation. And can it be? So he, him and Taj go inside, and there's almost like a, a crazy like room inside this thing. like It's like a little building. Mm-hmm. And there's a dude laying there dead, like a corpse or something.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And like you said, I desperately want to know more about this. That panel with the the temple and the burning corpses and Dracula looking at it is really, really cool. It just mm-hmm. they could have spent a whole issue, I think, in here and I would have been really happy.
2: Yeah, that would have been great because like I'm yeah. saying, oh, man, I, I really want to know more about this because it's I sh- I'm not going to say this is the end of the mirror, but this is the end of like the cool stuff with the mirror.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: It's pretty much it's over.
3: getting of my <laughs> confusion on how the mirror works, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I feel you, man. So
3: <laughs> they, uh, I guess they step over the corpse
2: because he's right yeah. in front of the mirror, right. and they, they jump in. But well, actually, Dracula chucks Taj through first because he's like, uh, I don't know if he thinks if something bad happens, it's going to happen to you first, or I don't want to lose my food because I don't yeah. know where we're going to end up. Because I'm thinking to myself, if you do this incantation and you go through this mirror. And it puts you in the hell dimension or it puts you in, uh, you know, uh, the the birth of Christ, whatever, wherever it takes mm-hmm. you to in time. How are you supposed to, if you find another mirror in that time, how do you know where that one goes? Do you have to say another incantation to go somewhere when you're there? Like, do you just right. walk through another mirror and screw it. You end up where you end up. Like, how do you ever get back to your own time?
3: Right. That's just one of many, many questions I have. <laughs> because. <laughs> Because he doesn't, uh, he doesn't say an incantation here. He just shoves Taj into it, mm-hmm. and then and then jumps through himself, which also um, earlier, like she, Ilsa was when she was talking about um, going in there. Let's, I'm I'm paging back a few. Yeah, when she mm-hmm. was describing this hell world. She says, he will step not into another century, but into another world. The world of the mirror's demon creatures from which there is no return. Well, that's a, that seems like a pretty easy <laughs> return. They just found another mirror and went through it. So, I don't know. I'm confused about this whole mirror thing. But like I said, it's a cool concept. I just mm-hmm. wish they would have uh, taken a little more time to sort of... Flesh the, it out. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, yeah. Pursue, and uh, fortuitously,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they end up in Transylvania. <laughs>
3: Transylvania, in but not just in Transylvania. Transylvania in Dracula's like prime, in his heyday.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this is actually isn't this? Does he does he say this is like right after he had been killed? Oh,
1: oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Because he, he makes mention that uh, he's going to go after Rachel's... What is he supposed to be? Her grandfather, Abraham right. Van Helsing? The yeah. guy that originally killed him. He's going to go after him and you know make him pay for killing him and all this stuff. I'm just like, okay. Because if you think about time travel, if this was a point in time where Dracula wasn't dead, wouldn't there be another mm-hmm. Dracula running around?
3: Oh, man. Don't make me think too hard about <laughs> this. <stuff. laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what? But uh, he, Yeah, once another... you start... Once you start messing around with time travel, it gets really tricky.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny too. He starts you know, talk and again. He's not monologuing inside his own brain. He's talking out loud. And he says, now yeah. indeed, shall I bring death to a vampire slayer? Cause he's going to get Van Helsing. He says, and then he says, I know this marble coffin, this sarcophagus. It's in that little graveyard in Transylvania where my own ancestors lie buried. And he's like, but what year is it? And there's portage. He just couldn't take it anymore and passed out. Yeah. He's like, yeah. they're unconscious and, <laughs> Dracula's like, I must find out, but first I shall attend to you, my mute companion. I'll no longer need the blood which you alone could give me in those demon lands. He goes, but to make sure you'll be on hand if I need you, I'll bury you alive in this coffin, for until I learn what year this is, I must conserve my supplies. (laughs) I'm thinking, why? You know you're in Transylvania. Who cares what year it is? You just run out biting people. There's gonna be people. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and it's if Taj, is, yeah, and if Taj is such a thorn in your side, just bite him and get it over with. Turn him into a vampire. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like, what?
3: Yeah. Well, mm. I feel like that's a, a mistake a lot of vampires make in, in a lot of movies. And it's like, you could have killed the guy and you didn't for whatever reason. And that's probably going to be your downfall later. So,
1: yeah, I I mean, he like is
3: super he cocky. <laughs> He's super You are strong, Taj, but only my muscles can raise this lid unaided.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does look like a garden variety, like, uh, you know, I shouldn't say garden variety, but it does look like, you know, the kind of coffin you'd find at like uh, a mausoleum or something like where somebody, you
3: know, you know,
2: Rich is is buried and it's like a bit, but I'm thinking, I don't know, Taj is a pretty big dude.
3: I I think he'd be able to at least move it. Yeah. I think he could, but that's just Dracula. It's, <laughs> nobody is stronger mm-hmm. than me. I am Dracula.
2: Mm-hmm. And then he starts creeping around and he sees how people are still using a, a coach, you know, a carriage and a horse and carriage here. So he's like, it's, you know, the time before, you know, cars yeah. and this and that. So it's like, OK. And then he does finally start just monologuing innerly to himself. He's like. I, it was Abraham Van Helsing who put that stake in my vampiric heart, slaying me so that I lay dead and rotting until that fool Clifton Graves pulled it out, out and restored me to life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking crap about Clifton and he's not even around.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the reason you're still there, actually, Jock. You know, he, he Butes, yeah. He did Yeah. Stake out, so maybe you should be a little grateful to Clifton, but no.
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I do love the three panels there at the bottom of that page. You know, it's real misty mm.
3: and foggy, and there's a
2: yeah. graveyard and he again turns slowly, turns into a bat and flies off. Really cool.
3: Yeah. Every anytime Colin does that misty look, I love that. It just and the color in those panels too mm. is beautiful. That sort of dark purple sky and, yeah. and that. The The way he draws those bats almost wispy looking like they're part of the mist i don't know it's beautiful i can't get enough of that stuff
2: yep and he flies off and uh, immediately finds a poor peasant girl or
3: whatever here that's running around with a basket of fruit because
2: i think that's all they do over there
3: (laughs) yeah well i thought those (laughs) they look like coconuts i was like is she she's gathering coconuts in transylvania but i guess they're uh I don't know what they are, actually. I don't know what kind of fruit grows in Transylvania, but she has a basket full of it. Uh, yeah. And uh, Dracula attacks. These are great panels, too, though. The bat oh, yeah. sil- silhouetted against the full moon. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there he is bending over her and then walking away into the mist. Oh, man, it's a great sequence.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really good. And then he turns his attention to uh, Van Helsing's home. And he creeps to like a window here and he's watching some of the servants and they make a mention that he's basically out of town. I don't know if they say what he's doing, but they say he's out of town. So yeah. you know, Drac- Dracula's kind of like, I got to get back to my coffin because, you know, dawn is coming soon. But, you know, I have time. So I'll, I'll get Van Helsing when he gets back into town. So, OK, here's one of the things that I was just like, look, I don't mind them playing a little fast and loose with, you know, the vampire lore. But this was a little <laughs> hard for me to swallow this next part here. So. He goes back to his castle and yeah. he walks down to the crypt to be like, all right, I'm going to jump in bed here in his coffin. And there's this funky looking, uh, it almost looks like a perfume bottle or like the I Dream of Genie" bottle or something. <laughs> yeah. And he makes mention that there's blood in there, but there's also a vampire named Lenore in there. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. what? How? I mean, I yeah. get it. Vamp- vampires can turn into, like, mist or whatever, so what did he do? Like, how did he, like, get a mist form into that perfume bottle?
3: Yeah, it's really confusing, and he, he says he was the one that encased her in there, but Jack, uh, vampires can't turn other things into mist, just themselves, so it's really, yeah, I don't understand it at all. Mm-hmm. And also, the way it's just sort of all of a sudden they're, you know, just like, I guess they, they just thought they needed it. So, yeah. and Oh, here's this bottle. And then he just reminisces. Oh, dear Lenore. So that was the other thing as he's, he seems to be fond of her, but he's the one that put her in the bottle mm-hmm. up, up blood. I don't know. It's very confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's not the easiest thing to think of. And I just thought to myself, well, did, you know, did they just have a, did like, let's say Gene and Tom Palmer, did they just have a rough outline and this is what they drew and whatever was supposed to be in that bottle, like, I, I don't know, maybe, mm. was she supposed yeah. to be in a coffin somewhere around here, just not in that bottle, and that was
3: just like some, all like,
2: an old bottle yeah. of, like, you know, gin or something, I don't
3: right. know. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, they got his bottle, I could see him having a, you know, bottle of blood for a Yeah, some emergency or something, but to put, yeah, to, then you add I don't know. That's Gardner Fox. What were you thinking, man?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like that time when I think it was the first
3: time when Spider-Man
2: fought the Sandman and used a vacuum to like suck him up. Like, is that that what he did here? Like got like a a plunger and stuffed her in there. It's weird, man. It's like, what? How did he do that?
3: (laughs) Very strange. Yeah. I I don't really understand it at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's wild, but he creeps into his coffin. And here's another thing too, that I was like, wait, what? He's like I must get into my coffin. It will be daybreak within minutes. Dude, you're in like there's no way any sunlight is coming through where he is in the castle at this point. It's like Yeah. underground like three levels.
1: How is yeah. the sunlight? <laughs> I...
2: uh, okay. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we see a sh- a sheep herder here. He finds the uh the dead girl. Yes. Like, oh no, a vampire bite. Oh no. So he goes back to town with her. All the uh townies start getting riled up but then they're like well wh- why don't we wait for Van Helsing to return from wherever the heck he is because um, oh. he's he's the one that killed him the first time and he can take care of this we don't I don't know if we need to get involved but it's like Correct. the very next panel all right we're not waiting let's go get him yeah. oh it's like <laughs> yeah wait till night time like what is he not did he not teach them anything Van Helsing
3: yeah this part was great I was just thinking oh. like you know, at this point I'm sorry, villagers, but um, my sympathy for you is is really low because you argued all through the day. They really did, too, because we just saw the panel where he finds the girl. Mm -hmm. The sun has just risen Mm -hmm. and and they go to Dracula's castle as the sun is setting. So they've literally been arguing about this the entire day. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. When you're this dumb, you deserve to get bit.
3: Yeah, and also, this is another thing I really like about this, not just this comic, but a lot of, uh, I think I mentioned this in our first episode, the the old uh, universal horror. I These villagers, like this is a contemporary comic, I'm assuming this is taking place in 1972, but all these villagers look like they're living in 1872, and mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. Yeah.
2: I mean, in in this specific, you know, panels and comics, we'll give them a break because it is supposed to be like a hundred years earlier. But yeah, a lot of times Oh, that's when, right.
3: No, you're right. Never mind.
2: <laughs> when but like when they do go to Transylvania, they all yeah, they
3: always look
2: well, like these people that are stuck a hundred years before the times.
3: Right. Well, that's. I guess that's why I was thinking that because all the earlier issues, yeah, when they're in those villages, they look exactly like these people. That's why I was getting confused. But
2: even even you're in the right, UK,
3: okay. even in even, <laughs> even even when
2: they're in London, they, a lot of times right. they look they're dressed like, not like right. the seventies.
3: <laughs> Top hats and uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of scarves <laughs> and things. But yeah. yeah so they, anyway, you're right. They spend all day uh arguing. And then they finally, as the sun is setting, let's go. Mm-hmm. get the Oh, I
2: love his dialogue. Ha <laughs> <laughs> My food has come to me.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. No need yeah, for me to is...
2: hunt at all. Just take that which I crave and let the others go for another time. And here he comes. A big wow, pimp yeah. slap knocks this yep, one fool yep. right over throws, picks another guy up one or two of them throws them like 10 yards away. And then just yeah. grabs this one dope here and just bites on him. And these are my hills now. And everything living them within them is mine.
3: <laughs> man. I love mm. this version of Dracula so much. He's just
1: mm-hmm.
3: it never ends with this guy. Yeah. He's <laughs> Yeah, this guy and Christopher I mean, I...
2: Lee, man. They're they're my two favorite vampires.
3: <laughs> yeah, the the active uh like I'm gonna beat you up. I am yeah, you know, he's just so like athletic and uh violent Mm yeah Yeah, he doesn't great
2: he doesn't screw around (laughs) but now we switch real quick Uh, back to frank and uh rachel and whitby here and they they do get the uh the safe open and they figure out like okay i see here's the incantation so they go up to the mirror and rachel says you know the incantation and then they jump in And it doesn't say where they end up right away, though. It just you just see them falling through this like crazy void. And then it says the world steadies around their reeling senses. And she says, Frank, we're in a tomb. But where? When? And it does. They Gene did a pretty good job here. If you notice on uh, whatever page that was when Dracula and Taj first got to that area, that era, Mm -hmm. it it does look very similar, like the like a church or something like that by a graveyard. So I'll give him points for that. It looks pretty good.
3: Yeah, um, there's a couple things about these pages that. Uh, first of all, when they are trying to open the safe, I thought I just thought this was really funny because she's like, "It won't open." Oh, Frank, what should we do? And he <laughs> says, "Try again, Rachel. <laughs> Pull harder." <laughs> And then she's like, "Oh yeah, okay, no, yeah, it's opening now."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let let so, me help. So she couldn't get it open without uh, Frank here, Mister right. Tough Guy. <laughs>
3: yeah, but um, mm. the other thing that, and uh, maybe this is just me, maybe you can shed some light on this. But she is doing the incantation or an incantation. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she's doing it, it's specifically mentions dracula and i was confused by that too she says add apertus speculum niger carry us beyond that gate which time has closed in every hate into that day or into that night whence count dracula has gone from sight nos porter I was like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so what did he say you know, I mean, what did yeah, you say when right, he did right. the incantation, you know, or did he just skip the Dracula part and jump in? It's it's so weird. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like I, you said, it's very inconsistent the way they're using this. Confused.
3: I just I just <laughs> wish that there was a little more uh, light shed on this whole mirror stuff. But I do like I do like that. They're just flying through this void. And those panels are great, too. The screen tone that he used on that first one is interesting. Yeah, I can't uh,
2: remember what the heck that's called.
3: Yeah,
2: a, yeah, specific name for that type of technique, and I can't remember what it is. But yeah, that looks really neat, and then that middle panel looks fantastic.
3: Yeah, those those look great. It just looks like they're they're literally whipping through some crazy void. And mm-hmm. I did I just went back and looked at the other page, and that is uh, that does look like the uh, same place where Dracula and Taj showed up.
2: Yeah, that was pretty good by Gene. I will admit, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah, it he, they do that and it's like something totally different. <laughs> but that yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, so they man. they
3: have arrived.
1: hmm.
3: And they hear a thumping from a sarcophagus.
2: Yeah, and they go, I guess uh, Rachel, Frank and Taj can lift it. So the, yeah. the three. The, so apparently the three of them equal Dracula's muscles, even though I he's guess up, so. Yeah, he's already said it's it's he's equal to like 10 men or something like that. I guess they're as strong as 10 men as well.
3: Right. Well, Tosh is pretty strong, so maybe he makes up the difference, I guess. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So he, you know, they they help him out and they lay him down there, but I guess he's hurting for a bit. So an hour later at the Village Inn, so they go for some drinks and he's 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 back in game shape now because he's had some coffee or booze or whatever which is fantastic. I love that. And, uh, they, they once again, you know, talk about how they get, need to get to Dracula and stake them and this and that. And, and we get a little interlude here at castle Dracula. And here we go. So yeah. he says, it's time to set you free Lenore. My enemies have come through the black mirror after me. I saw them through my field glasses carrying Taj to the village. So he's, he was just, he just happened to be looking out one of his <laughs> windows with binoculars, <laughs> at the exact time they went across the field.
3: <laughs> uh, oh my. Uh, sure, uh, they did. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but this Chalkers. Lenore's, pre- yeah, this Lenore's pretty wild. I like her. What do you think about
3: her? Uh, she's great. Um, yeah, he smashes the uh, the bottle again. I'm still unclear about because now she's she's just there. You don't even yeah. really see a mist or anything.
2: No, it just smashes against the wall. And he goes, there, he shall die. And worse, you know, talking about Abraham Van Helsing. And yeah, yeah. you just see it smash against the wall. Like, there's like this light kind of effect. And yeah. then the next panel on the next page, there she is. Just full on is. in person. I'm yeah.
3: like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Uh, and he says, though I am imprisoned you centuries ago, you are as much a vampire as I.
2: Um, mm-hmm. uh, I have some so, questions about that too.
3: Yeah, it's, it's so it's so kind of wonky. But she, as a as a character, she looks great. She's got a cool mm-hmm. like purple cloak and uh, uh, the actually the look on her face in that first panel she looks pretty monstrous yeah yeah i dig it i like her i just confused
2: (laughs) yeah yeah her whole uh you know being in a bottle and getting it just smashes and she appears and then i mean he's there's this panel where he's saying to her like hey you know there's some food out here lenora let's go get it and then we just jump to one panel that has taj rachel and frank you know walking through the graveyard i guess outside the home and then you know bam that quick there in, she in is. The panel, yeah. There's <laughs> Lenore jumping on Rachel to try to get her. She says, This is my prey, this soft female flesh. Away, yeah. you others. And she pimp slaps Taj, and he's already like, Oh, you know, he just took a beating in that hell dimension, also he's yeah. uh he's in rough shape, but she makes mention here. She says, Fools, my strength is as great as that of Dracula himself, mm.
1: yeah. which I
2: found a little odd. I don't remember off the top of my head, and I haven't read this series. Uh, In quite a while before you and I, you know, uh, started rereading this here, but I haven't read that in a while, but I don't remember there being anybody that was just a vampire that could go toe to toe with him strength wise.
3: Yeah, I don't either. I think, well, I mean, maybe she's just... That's just her delusion. (laughs) I mean, as as Dracula is quick to point out every chance he gets, no one is as mighty as as he is.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But yeah, she
3: starts tearing through the three of them, right? Yeah, pretty easily, pretty handily. Frank just caves immediately.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she's bearing down on Rachel, and then Frank and Taj are like, let's grab this gigantic cross and... I'm thinking that probably weighs at least a thousand pounds. I mean, a, a full-on concrete cross yeah. that's as big as Frank, and the yeah. two of them managed to pick it up and like take it over there to ward her
3: off with it. Right. This was um, <clears throat> one of the rare, I think, rare missteps art-wise because they don't really show what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. They kind of tell in in the uh, the little box. Um, yeah the
2: caption box is there the
3: caption box but you don't really see it you see a little bit of shadow on her face but i could have gone i could have used a full-on shadow of a cross on her at that point but yeah it's okay but the panel where they're yanking on the cross is actually really great oh yeah, um, yeah but yeah, there's i two, think you're two right ones. that's yeah that's got to be that that is as big as Taj, so that's gonna be heavy <laughs> yeah
2: i do like the panel too where uh, lenore is flying off in the moonlight there
3: yeah yeah that looks great it's another misty sky and um they've they've managed to escape barely
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then the very next panel we have dracula breaking into van helsing's home here and again not to mm. be a jerk but was he, yeah. invited? Was he invited in? If not, how's he just coming in there, you know? Oh, right, uh, no. No.
3: <laughs> we can't think about it too much.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's bearing down on the old guy, but just as he's about to do the deed, uh, we have uh, uh, Rachel here with, and not her crossbow this time, a bow and arrow, and then yeah, <laughs> I don't know why they throw these uh, little weird things in here. So she says, no, evil one, not any longer for this bow, which we borrowed from a village hunter yeah. is notched an arrow of white thorn wood, white thorn wood, when driven into a vampire's heart destroys it utterly. So I'm like, why do you got to be adding stuff in here?
3: Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing also in this next panel now die count Dracula. I want to start a drinking game where every time she says, now you're going to die and launches an arrow at him. Uh, and then we see what happens in the next panel you have to take a drink because yeah. this is going to be <laughs> this is I, I feel like this is a theme that we're going to see over and over but yeah there's that's a lot of exposition and it's exposition that's clearly giving dracula time to uh get out of there
2: mhm yeah of course he turns into like misty form and bat form and of course she misses him and then he uh, misses <laughs> yeah he goes flying off and so does lenore and I like how Lenore yeah. says, "Wait for me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're as strong as him. You're as big and bad as tough as him. But hey, wait for me, dude. What?
3: <laughs> right. Don't leave me to die. And then he's like, "Well, hurry." <laughs> then hurry, Lenore. We mm-hmm. have much time. Although yep. that is another—it's another great panel. That it's so oh, un- yeah. unworldly looking when they're half human, half bat. Mm-hmm. The way Owen draws that stuff, I love it. Uh it's so cool. Yeah,
2: fantastic there. And then he says about saying the incantation again, and the two of them go through the uh, gateway of the demon glass, he calls it, in this panel. (laughs) And they they get there, of course, you know, a minute too late, Frank and Taj and Rachel, and they're like, all right, you know, like, we need to now say the incantation to get through here, and that's how it ends. And I do like there's a little teaser here. Next, mystery of the Moorlands monster. Be here. Or, yeah, be here, hobgoblin. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's fun
2: oh my gosh oh. So yeah what about this one any more any more final thoughts on that one
3: yeah just a crazy issue um i was confused i still had fun reading it though but yeah my biggest takeaway is i just wish they would have spent more time with the mirror and explaining it and actually like i said i could have used a whole issue of dracula kind of fighting his way through these demon dimensions. That would have been fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was really, to me, the, you know, the highlight of it for sure, because, you know, it's not that Lenore is not cool. She is, but it's just real wonky with her being in a bottle and Mm -hmm. some of the other assorted craziness. It was just not up to that level of cool as the uh, crazy hell dimensions with the demons.
3: Right. Yeah. I was, I don't know why, if they wanted to introduce a, a female vampire that dracula had created they didn't just have her down in the dungeon in her in her own coffin or something i don't know what was up with that bottle thing very strange
2: yeah that was bizarre but
3: yeah but it was fun it was a fun read uh just left me a little bewildered at times
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah well well get ready uh here we go with uh, tomb of dracula number six and this is a uh, cover date january 1973 but Came out the week before Halloween in uh, nineteen seventy-two. So, uh, cool. we have a Neil Adams cover here, and I will totally agree with it. Uh, it's like unlike that other one that had a Neil Adams credit that looked way off. This one definitely looks mm. Neil Adams here. And then we have Gardner Fox again with the script, Gene Colan uh, pencils, Tom Palmer inks, and John Costanza letters. So, yeah, how about this cover? This is a really cool cover. I love this one.
3: Yeah, they got they got me back on board with this cover, and I as soon as I saw it, I you recognize this is Neil Adams in all his glory. Uh, great creature. You don't really know what it is. You just know it's a monster on the moors. I'm a sucker for moors as well. So <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: um, you got Dracula leaning over yet another probably dead uh, young woman and this monster coming at him over. looks like maybe a low stone wall or something mm-hmm. but with the that full moon. Always a full moon. <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> yeah in the background yeah, it's amazing this is a great great cover
2: and then all it says up in the corner is there be things that even a vampire fears and i don't want to uh, give away what happens in the issue already here but this was one issue that i've had the single issue of it for quite some time because i found it at a price i could afford years ago and i was like just like you it's the monster it's dracula and i'm like yeah, this is going to be the greatest one ever. They're going to fight. Well, yeah, we'll get to that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right.
2: All right. Well, uh this one, uh, let's see here. It's uh it says Dracula and Lenore return to the 20th century England as the vampire hunters pursue them. Dracula's plans to kill Rachel are foiled by a deformed son of a nobleman. So, <laughs> gave it a little, <laughs> little bit of away there, but yeah. Yep. So, um I I do again, this splash page you turn to turn the cover how incredible mm-hmm. is this splash page here oh it looks fantastic
3: uh, this is one of the best this is definitely the there's eyes and the shadows the mirror again just looks super cool dracula mm-hmm. and lenore both look great coming they're like half in half out of the mirror mm-hmm. um yeah you don't know what those eyes are in fact even in the caption box they just kind of Allude to there's something watching, but you know we don't know what. It's great. It's dark. It's moody. It's Gene colon doing what he does best. Yeah, it's great. I really,
2: really love it. Yeah, like I said, the only thing that's a little wonky is okay, whose eyes are those? There's one, two, three, four, five, six sets of eyes, and there's really (laughs) only uh one nebulous monster at this point. So it's kind of weird. And then again, they did an incantation on the other side of the mirror. Why did it bring them out in this mirror in this castle? Like I yeah. don't get
3: that. <laughs> yeah, this the whole mirror thing is so so very confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a tease. It's, it's like one of the, it's like it's a, it's like a, a a really like you're in high school and it's like it's the mirror is like a really hot cheerleader and then when she opens her <laughs> mouth and talks and she has like a ten cent brain, that's the that's the mirror. You're like, what a tease! This is like a huge disappointment.
3: <laughs> oh man, yeah, that that's yeah. A- that's a hilarious and apt uh, metaphor <laughs> oh
2: crazy that's yeah again gene colon, even that the next page where it shows uh, Dracula and Lenore walking up these stairs and it's like you know this uh you know basement crypt kind of area and there's stone yeah. walls and this like circular stone pillar and an archway man Gene colon was something else
3: i I'll say um up front not my favorite story that we've read so far but the art in like every page of this is amazing. I, if I didn't read the words <laughs> and was just looking at the pictures, <laughs> I would think this was maybe one of the greatest comic books ever made. Um, unfortunately, yeah. then you have to actually read the story, but
2: <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> but, know, somebody said to me a long time ago,
3: like, when you're reading a comic.
2: And you're like, Hey, that was pretty cool. And then you just put it down and walk away for weeks, months yeah. or years. It it's it, when you are uh, uh, preparing to like really analyze something to talk about it, it mm-hmm. really sheds a lot of light on some of the, uh, some of the faults in comics.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, but it still, it <laughs> didn't. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably making this sound worse than it actually is. It was still fun to read. But, like mm-hmm. you, when I see a monster on the cover and Dracula, you want to see them? You want to see a knockdown drag out monster fight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I
2: mean, we will get one uh, eventually in uh, what's this issue six? So about nine issues from now, we will get a, a monster monster <laughs> fight here. So we we'll, we'll we'll keep that for a little bit later. But, yeah, oh, again, Dracula and Lenore, they decide they're gonna split up to go, you know, uh, attack twice as many people. And man, there's yeah. a really cool panel where Lenore is already in bat form. Dracula is like almost halfway there.
3: And then mm-hmm. another
2: panel where you see this humongous bat that I'm assuming is Dracula. Yeah. And then in the uh, background, you see a, a smaller bat flying away and there's like a, I don't know if that's like a cathedral in the background or what, but that is incredible.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost abstract the way he, he drew it. Um, Cause again, with that, the misty sky, Mm-hmm. same colors just oh man i love it all the this whole page is beautiful it, yeah when you look at stuff like this you that's when you're like okay yeah this is a horror comic that i'm reading because this is straight this is just horror artwork um mm-hmm. even if the story itself is a little wonky Gene <laughs> Yeah. Poland's playing it he's playing it straight the whole way through
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, you, you won't be disappointed with the artwork throughout this entire series, even if the stories sometimes are a little uneven or just not Maybe your not. thing. But yeah. oh boy, here comes another uh, uh, village girl with a basket full of fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apples. At least we know they're apples this time, right?
3: Right. Yeah. They, they colored them red. So I know <laughs> they're not coconuts. And uh, yeah. Same, same deal. Basically the same scene that we saw in the last issue. Yeah, he pounces on her, but I do love this panel where he
2: gets up after he bites her and he's like wiping blood off his lips.
3: Yeah, I, I
2: really <laughs> like that. That's a great panel, man.
3: It's good. And actually, the panel before that, it's really animalistic. Oh, yeah. You, don't, you actually you don't see dr- he's like right on top of her. Mm-hmm. and uh, Yeah. And then the next one. Yeah. He's wiping the blood off his lips. So, oh, man, it's really good.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and then we have a panel at the bottom. And then, and you see a, a hairy yeah. hand uh, that looks like it's going to uh, grab the girl, but it doesn't. It grabs some apples and chomps down. But this right. creature, which, you know, it almost looks like a a Sasquatch. It picks her mm-hmm. up and it's thinking to itself, hide her. Got to hide her. Hide. Hide. And I'm thinking, OK, why? But that's yeah. what he does. He, he picks <laughs> her up and takes off with her. Then we have some poor sap here uh, uh, smoking his pipe and. Lenore <laughs> pounces on him. And that's some pretty good stuff, too, man. Again, Colin mm-hmm. drawing this, like, village in the background. And this dude yeah. probably walking home from a pub. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, it does say it. It says, from the local pub. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever just goes out to dinner. It's always this. they're nope. getting hammered. hammered. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, I makes heard. wonder, all the, this blood that they, uh, the vampires keep drinking, you'd think that they might be getting a... Uh... I'll call a a buzz. they are going to
2: get a buzz. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do love the uh, panel where Lenore jumps on this sap. He yeah. screams no. And it's red. There's some cross hatching up in the right hand corner, but for the mm-hmm. most part, it's blood red. The background. I really like that choice.
3: Yeah, it's great. With especially the purple of her cloak is really pops. Mm. And he looks horrified. It's great, and the next panel is great too. Flying yeah. dead, just his dead face was yeah. kind of his eyes are open, and the bat she turned back into a bat, flying away from him. It's ghastly, actually. It's a really good.
2: <laughs> that's creepy. Yeah, that's a really creepy panel. And then the yeah. arrow points us to uh, the next panel we're to go to, and Taj, Rachel, and Frank all at the same time coming through the mirror. I'm like. <laughs> Why can't you just go one at a time or hold hands if you're scared or something? What? It's crazy. And yeah, there's a rat really too. in there. Yeah. And there's a rat too on the floor.
3: Oh, I didn't <laughs> even notice that rat before. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just a random
2: rat. Like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> That's great. Oh, but yeah, they come back and they say to Whitby, the butler, like, all right, like where's Dracula? And he's like, I'm truly sorry, ma'am. Dracula never returned through that mirror so again some mirror questions here
3: yeah
2: why did they come back through that one at the mansion castle whatever you want to call it
3: mm-hmm. and dracula
2: showed up at this you know other uh you know castle or whatever mansion uh, that these uh i think their last name is uh daring uh yeah. Deering uh, their uh yeah why did he show up there and they showed up here but
3: and whatever. why did they have a mirror <laughs> yeah
2: uh, how many? How many of these are there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's like thousands of them, or what?
3: It, it seems like I it, I thought it was maybe a rare occult thing, but they're just they seem to be all over the place. So, also, yeah. Whitby is is looking way better than just last issue. His his bandages are gone. He's standing up.
2: Yeah, he's got a. Like, he almost reminds me of that panel where he says, "I've kept watch. I know if he's back in England, he found a different mirror to come out of at a distant spot." He almost looks like that one Fantastic Four villain. I can't think of his name. Is it the Red Ghost and the Super Apes? Does he look like oh, that? Oh yeah, or...
3: yeah, with that <laughs> kind of wide face and uh, that hairstyle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe this. Maybe the super. Maybe this uh, creature is one of the Super Apes. <laughs> uh, oh, and we have a Inspector Chelm appearance. I love Inspector Chelm. He's got yeah. his uh, Scotland Yard. Of course, it's a green hat he has on. With a green bow on the side of it.
3: <laughs> Nothing is subtle here.
2: Mm, nope. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's a cook in the next room and he's Italian. And he's making
1: pasta too.
2: You know I mean? It's like, okay. All yeah.
3: right.
2: Or, or a French guy making frog legs or something. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, sometimes I think they did that to be funny. And sometimes yeah. I think they just did it to be stereotypical, which I think is, so. is still kind of funny too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they say about finding a dead body completely drained of blood. You know, it's uh, I'm assuming it's that woman that we saw uh, the creature carry off. And I'm thinking, I thought you were going to hide her, dude. He didn't do a cool, too yeah. good of a job.
3: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Unless it was the <laughs> unless it was the guy Lenore bit. Maybe it's it was him.
3: Yeah, I, I don't maybe. know. They don't really. It's never really explained. It's another no. one of those Gardner Fox things, I think.
2: Yeah, it's just keep reading one of those things. <laughs>
3: just plot. Accelerate the plot. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: We we only have 20 pages here. Let's go. <laughs> but real good panel on the next page there where they're talking to this Deering family. Um, mm-hmm. And they say about one of the servant girls missing as well. So, yeah, maybe they did find Lenore's victim, that guy. And that's who they mean. That must be uh-huh. it. Okay. But, yeah, good panel there, man. Gene Colan, he's got, you know, Rachel, Taj, Frank, and then these two uh, old people, the mm-hmm. uh, Deerings. Uh, really, really good panel there.
3: Yeah. They, they look like a lord and lady, so you get the the atmosphere of what's going on here. Everybody mm-hmm. looks great. Yeah, you know, we praise all his horrific uh, stuff and the, the mist and the bats and everything, but he's just good at everything he does. This Yeah, this is a good panel, just these... Sort of uh um getting some information here and every everything looks good. I like how Taj is standing too. He's always got a regal bearing to him. And he has his arms
2: crossed too, like he's pissed. <laughs> I like yeah. It. <laughs> he's 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 moody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff here though. And they you know, they like, all right, let's go outside and you know, get on the trail here. And they're gonna split up again. And it's like, okay, Scooby gang, calm down yeah. with that. Like why don't the three of you just take the best lead and go after it? And if there's some other right. lead that seems kind of stupid, be like, hey, Chum, why don't you go check that out? And if he happens yeah. to get killed, then he happens to get killed. Sorry, Chelm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, Rachel by herself she's yeah. a bat flying and thinks it's probably Dracula. And she's like, it's heading for that ruined chapel. And here we go again. I have a white thorn stake in my handbag. If that bat is Count Dracula, I'll follow him and destroy him. Why can't it just be a stake? You can stake a yeah. vampire and kill him with just a random piece of wood, man.
3: Right. I've never. I was trying to think if I had heard of white thorn and any other vampire thing I've read or movie I've watched. Not really familiar with it. I'm not sure hmm. why that was had to be brought up, but yeah, weird.
2: I don't know. I guess uh, maybe Fox was trying to like do something original here. Oh, so okay, I guess I won't fault him for that. But whoa! How about you turn the page? What about that panel with Lenore? Oh, oh crap!
3: Man. Yeah, this is the reason to read this stuff. <laughs> the yeah. way it's another transformation, and like I said, Gene Colan just finds time after time ways to make these bat to vampire transformations really, really cool and interesting, and she just looks horrifying
1: yeah she
2: looks really super creepy especially that next to last transformation there where it's yeah almost like a full-on bat with her head on top of it It
3: yeah it looks wild (laughs) and coming Mm. out it's uh through a doorway in this ruined chapel so you got some like off kilter uh you know stone steps and and the rest of the background is black it's it's beautiful
2: yeah, I really, really like that. And Rachel comes in and uh Lenore hears her and goes, What's this? A woman following me. And I guess she starts coming towards her and Rachel has one of her, you know, helpless female <laughs> moments. Yeah. Oh no, the white orange steak <laughs> caught in my handbag. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. so- sometimes they portray her as being pretty tough, you know? And then other times this happens and it's like
3: right. oh boy. And that's yeah. actually, this is going to come up again in a couple of pages, and I'll, I'll point that out when we get to it.
0: But yeah. that next
3: panel where Lenore Whoa. is on her. Yeah. That's wow. That's flat out horror right there.
2: Oh, and while we were talking, I looked it up. White Thorn is a legit thing, too. It's not made up.
3: Oh, okay. Well, points to Mr. Fox. <laughs> yeah. I
2: mean, there's, there's no mention of a reference of it being a problem for vampires, but at least it's a thing, you know, <laughs> kind of how I'm like, all right, I'll give them points for that. But yeah, that <laughs> panel. Oh man. Where she is jumping on top of Rachel and Yay! she's screaming. It. Yeah. Frank and Taj hear the scream and come running like a couple of maniacs. And then they stumble That's upon awesome. the body of the servant girl that the, the Sasquatch guy was trying to hide. Yeah. Yeah, Mm, But yeah, they're like, oh crap, it's still not uh, Rachel, so let's keep rolling. So they come flying in, and Dracula appeared out of nowhere. So I don't know if he was already in that room in a coffin sleeping, and all this crap woke him up, or what happened here, because all of a sudden, boom, (laughs) he's there as Lenore is like creeping over Rachel the biter. And Frank, he's like, this time you won't get away, Dracula, for now, at long last. You are to die. and
3: okay. that's on where one I th- take a drink. <laughs> yeah,
2: on, on one hand, I'm like, okay, at least there's a crossbow shot that actually hits and kills somebody. But on yeah. the other hand, I'm thinking to myself, how many times have we seen Dracula just turn into mist or yep. dodge or turn into a bat yep. or whatever? But for some reason, at this point, he doesn't want to just turn into mist and fly away. Then as a bat, he says, mm-hmm. I have need for you, Lenore. And he yeah. grabs Lenore and <laughs> holds her in front of him. While the crossbow shot comes out of him and kills her.
3: Yep, yeah, he just, oh, man. And I was trying to think in that last issue, he said something about, like, they, you're led to believe that he has some feelings for her, I think. Like, there's a reason that he kept her around, apparently for centuries. Yeah. But, yeah, and as soon as, uh, it looks like he's going to, get the crossbow. He's just like, no, nope, I'm going to just use you as a human shield.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. And when she gets shot, that's a really cool panel too. It's like
3: she yeah. screams
2: out and the, 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 arrow hits her and thud is the, the noise. And yeah, it. so <laughs> a red background and Dracula and Lenora are like in yellow. It's yeah. pretty, it's interesting color choices, but it looks really cool. But this next panel again, has me a little confused. She says, Dracula, how could you, as she's in her death throes, And it almost looks like the way it's drawn and colored, like he's holding her and she's almost like disintegrating in this like yellow lights emanating from her body. And I'm thinking, Mm. okay, is she going to like disintegrate right then and there? But then in the next panel, you see her laying on the floor with the uh, arrow stuck in her.
3: Yeah, it's another confusing little bit here. I don't understand. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought before I got to that panel is that she was just disintegrating. That's that's the way it's drawn. But. Yeah, the next one, she's just laying there. Just a dead body.
2: Yeah, really cool and, panel here by Gene where Dracula's running away from the cathedral to try to get away from them. That is a really good one, too.
3: Yeah, cool. yeah. Just booking it again. <laughs> yeah, it, he has some interesting
2: the dialogue there. Yeah, into the mist, into the moors. He says, they'll never be able to follow me. These mists are as thick as those in fog-shrouded London. And I don't know what was going on in this uh, these uh, next few panels here. So... It shows Dracula and he almost like runs into a tree branch and like breaks it off. And I'm thinking, why not just like go around it or jump over it or whatever, turn into a bat or something? No, he's like basically runs right into a tree and snaps it in half.
3: Well, yeah, it's really confusing because he says is it he's throwing a tantrum or something. These trees have lived too long. They have begun to annoy me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like I said, you don't get this craziness when When Marv takes over, you don't get any of these weird
3: scenes like this where Dracula (laughs) says some really bizarre stuff. It's so strange, but man, Mm -hmm. that next panel, um, this is the Dracula. This is the way I like him to look. He's got uh, that skin tone is fading again. He's got some of that deathly corpse, pale white, and his eyes are just blood red, like full on.
2: Yeah. This is like full Christopher Lee mode here.
3: Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like you, I don't, know, I don't really know what's going on here, but, <laughs> but yeah, it looks
2: and, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Visually, visually a plus, but then again, here's his dialogue. And again, he's not monologuing; he's speaking outwardly, he says he's, he, he had just broken these tree branches cause they're old and pissed them off. Okay. Whatever. And then he says about why trying yeah. to get rid of Van Helsing, Frank Drake and Taj. And he says <laughs> from my <laughs> researches, I have learned of a place near here from which there can be no escape. When did he have time to research this? Can I just ask?
3: Oh, man. Well, yeah. did
2: he took a speed reading course him at him some point in his life or something? And he oh, right. there's a
0: book.
3: It's uh, I don't want to harsh too much on Gardner Fox because I there's actually a lot of Gar- one of my favorite uh, books that I own is the Hawkman, Joe Kubert stuff. Oh, yeah. Gardner Fox wrote, I and I love that stuff, but this is just the way he's writing these Draculas is so like Silver Age weird, where you yeah just don't think about it too much. So yeah, apparently Dracula had time to research (laughs) that there's a place. I don't know, Mm. (laughs) just go with it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he he and he mentions it is the perfect death trap. All I have to do is let them follow me to it and. The perfect death trap, okay. So, yeah, we'll get to this perfect death trap. It's like, whatever, yeah. dude. Okay, so we see the uh Sasquatch Yeti guy here, he's following uh Dracula and he steps on one of these branches too. I guess they pissed him off and he he breaks the branch too. <laughs> these trees,
1: they've
2: got, <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get out of there. He breaks more, maybe he needs firewood or some kindling or something. I don't know, crazy, but. Uh, Then I love it, man. You turn the page. How great is that panel with Taj carrying that dead girl? Oh, my gosh.
3: Yeah. Oh, it looks looks so good.
0: That's Mm. that. That's
3: iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Misty background, the the sort of the shapes, the outlines of the trees and that old whatever it is, church, chapel.
2: Yeah. And then, like you said, too, that's a great eerie scene, which is what, you know, Moody and stuff Gene Colan is known for. Mm-hmm. But then the bottom of that page, look at those two panels there. They're excellent. You have the outside yeah. shot of this Derwin Manor, and mm-hmm. there's look how detailed the
0: home is and the windows and stuff. They look great.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the inside too. The next panel, when they're inside, he's really putting a lot of detail into this stuff where he, he probably didn't have to, but
2: I just yeah. don't think yeah, there's a chess set there. It looks Mm -hmm. great. It's a really, really great panel. And this is where the the family decides to tell uh, uh, Taj, Rachel and Frank about this. (laughs) And this is insane, too. But okay, again, I'll just I'll just keep going here. Uh, The uh, the old man of the house says about how every few centuries for mine is an old family. Certain recessive genes come to the fore And a male child is born suffering from brachitis. And I'm thinking, okay. And I'm sure that is a real thing, too. I'm not even going to look it up. I'm sure Fox did his homework, and that is some kind of real (laughs) affliction. And he says, it is an illness that twists and misshapes the human body into that of an animal. At least it is so among the darings. And he says, accompanying this is another illness known as, (laughs) I can't even pronounce what this is. But anyway, it says it's going to make you be extra hairy. And he says, as a result, my son Randolph is a shaggy, deformed monster. And then it sh- it shows a picture of the dude chomping on like a chicken leg or yeah. something. And it's like, what? Like, dude, he's like talking crap about your own kid. Like, I get it. He doesn't look like, you know, Tom Cruise, but uh, like, he's
3: pretty brutal here. Like, dude. And I guess because he looks terrible. They have to kick him out into the moors because yeah. they, anything about his uh, his brain. No, yeah, his, his he body. he can think and
2: everything. Yeah, I'm thinking, dude, just throw like a trench coat on him and like a fedora or something. Right, <laughs> he'll <laughs> yeah, like a scarf or something. We see, yeah, we've seen Godzilla in a comic book in a trench coat and fedora. <laughs> R- Rom's Rom Space Knight. It was good yep. enough for them. It could be good enough for this guy.
3: Exactly, hey Ben yeah. Ben Grimm gets around uh streets <laughs> yeah. in New York just fine.
2: Yeah. yeah. I go live on the more filthy animal. Yeah. It's like, come <laughs> on, dude, it's your kid. Oh, holy crap. But uh, yeah, he finishes his story and they're like, okay, great story, old guy. We need to find yeah. the vampires. It's like, we're on right. to the next thing. And he's like, well, there is a, 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 a Hag's Croft castle nearby where uh, this vampire might be hanging out. So they're like, okay, cool. And, they start tracking him down, and here's more Dracula just, you know, again, not monologuing, talking out loud to himself. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, oh, they're going to follow me, these fools, and I'm going to make sure they can see me so they actually do see me and follow me, and I'm going to, you know, uh, trap them, and they will know the living death. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you're turning these pages, you're thinking what is this, you know, doomsday device here that he's going to use yeah, on them?
3: This is going to be great. The, the uh... castle lights their death trap a dreadful doom few men know about in this day and age. Oh, man. This, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is going to be amazing.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're thinking to yourself, what is this centuries-old, you know, crazy device, or, like, is he going to raise, like, an army of, like, skeleton men like Harryhausen and, like, right. sick them on them or something? No, there's a hole in the floor that has a nice decorative <laughs> handle on it. You know, like, it almost looks like a sewer cover. <laughs> And he picks it up. He chucks it at uh, poor Taj, who's still oh, reeling man. from the demon world. Knocks yep. him, knocks him out, throws Frank up against the wall and like, you know, messes him up. And here we go again. Rachel's pulling oh, the white thorn steak and she's at last, Dracula, I've got you. And he just grabs her hand and goes, let go of that stick, you little yeah. fool. <laughs>
3: Here's where I, I got to take another drink because she's like, you yeah, know, you're going to die. And then another
2: uh, failed attempt. Yeah. yeah.
3: Also, his, like um before that, she says, this is my chance. If only the white thorn stick comes free. Like, how long have you had to make sure that stick is not stuck in your bag at this point? This, that was a long time ago.
2: Yeah, I think at this point, if you know you're closing in on Dracula, get it out then and just have yeah. it in your hand and be ready to pounce. <laughs> like, uh, heck? But yeah, well, here's uh, here's Dracula's big you know, centuries old death trap that he had to research about a hole in the ground. (laughs) Yeah. He chucks the two of them in, but for some reason, not Taj. So again, that I don't get that part either. Why not all three of them? Nope. He just throws Rachel and Frank down there. And again, they're going to have like a little, you know, moment between (laughs) the two of them here. So it's like, we didn't want Taj to get in the way. He's knocked out. He just got hit over the head with a manhole (laughs) cover. Like, right. I don't know how he's not dead, but OK, he's going to be knocked out for hours so they can make out
3: with him. They're knocked out all they want. He'll never know. Incredible. Uh, mm. I also like this dialogue because you're I, I think we discussed earlier, like clearly Frank is going to fall in love with Rachel. And how could you not? She's a badass. She's beautiful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, OK, cool. Cool. No problem.
3: <laughs> right. So they're they're talking and he's, he admits it. I love you, Rachel. Maybe I've loved you from the start, but never had the courage to say so before. And then she says, Frank, dearest Frank, I, and then he says, don't talk. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe
2: she was going to say, I don't feel that way about you, but he just right. says, don't, yeah, don't talk. And like jumps on her. It's like, what is wrong with you?
0: Oh my
3: gosh. I just I, I'm Not always Frank's biggest fan, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: Frank. Yeah. Frank's pretty much an idiot, but
3: <laughs> uh. <laughs> this is great. So right in the middle of their makeout
2: session. And like, oh wait a minute! A little rock fell down here. Somebody's opening this, uh, you know, crazy manhole cover, and nobody has the strength of Dracula to do that. And it's right. our buddy, the uh, the the Sasquatch guy. Yeah. What did they? What did they, I can't even remember the poor guy. What did they say his name was? The uh, father said what his name was. Hold on. I it's, think it's uh, uh, Randolph or something. Yeah, Randolph. Randolph really? opens uh, the <laughs> hole. Yeah, and chucks a a rope down for them, and they're just like, "Yep, he's ugly and scary, but." We're yep. going up there. Thanks for the rope, pal. <laughs> like they, they insult him right to his face. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm, holy uh, crap. God. Why don't you just say thank you, idiots? Like, yes. oh,
3: man. Yeah, she's, I don't care what you look like. You're giving Frank and me a chance at a whole new life. <laughs> Mm -hmm. poor devil because that wasn't enough his body may be bent and twisted rachel but despite everything he's still a man
2: (laughs) yeah and they're not even down in the hole at that point at that point they're literally right next to him
3: yeah he's like i can hear you
2: (laughs) and then i guess he knows sign language because he's uh, rachel says frank he can't speak clearly but his hands he's telling us thanks for calling him a man and I'm like oh I'm so sure he would be like thanks for the insult
3: you know yeah, come right. on. maybe that? he's meant to sarcastically maybe the sarcasm doesn't come through in sign language as well
2: yeah like literally at this point with frank's crap of he's twisted and ugly and a beast chuck him back down the well man <laughs> throw him back down there put the lid on and walk
3: away oh man yep oh and then I mean, the and the uh the next panel, uh, Frank is thinking this, and he says, I love Rachel, and she loves me. Well, <laughs> you don't know that. You told her to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I love Rachel. She
2: loves me, but I've got to forget about her. And why is yeah. that?
3: Yeah, right? You, know, you
2: dangling. Yeah, maybe because she doesn't <laughs> love you. Yeah, like, dude, oh he, he's uh, such a goof. But Drac- <laughs> And then here's another one, too. It's like, oh, come on. Why do you have to drag this into it? He says, again, he's thinking to himself, Dracula was right. His blood is in my veins, and who knows when I might become, as he is, a vampire. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, he hasn't had children since he was vampirized, so there was no vampire blood in his veins when, like, that went on. Like, what is wrong with you?
3: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, and then the four of them go walking off together into the forest here like, Laverne and Shirley or something. Yeah.
3: Gonna... Owls, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. all chummy. They got their arms around each other. and Oh, mm-hmm. my God.
2: Yeah, insane. <laughs> it, this one wrapped up really quick, but I do like the very last panel there where it's kind of showing them walking off, but in the, the fog oh, yeah. and mist there. That's really cool. Gene did a great job there.
3: Yeah, that's great. Oh, man, like I said, the art throughout this whole issue is just exemplary. Um, mm-hmm just the story is so weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There
2: are certain times you just, you're really scratching your head about the story in these, but like I said, that's, that's the reason why we wanted to knock three of these in a row out because uh, we got, we got Marv coming up next and
1: uh, he, he,
2: he comes out of the gate swinging, but I will say, I do feel like it takes him a good six months, Mm. if not nine months to really start getting into a really good groove and getting some continuity down and, he I don't want to say he ignores everything that came before, but he I don't know that he ever references a lot of what went on before just cuz it was so disjointed.
3: Yeah, my memory, like I it's like I said it's been a while since I read these. My memory is that it's a quite the different feel. I feel like these first 6 issues they were trying to adhere to a even though it's kind of wonky, they've tried to adhere to a somewhat mm, typical kind of vampire horror story i mean there's a lot of foggy moors and and english villages and you know the stuff that you usually see in a vampire movie and um marv just eventually really does his own thing with this series which Mm -hmm. i like i think it's really cool so i'm looking forward to this stuff can't wait to get into his tenure on this title
2: Absolutely. And I did want to say the, you know, you and I, again, we had talked about this for a few minutes before we started recording that there were other appearances of this black mirror because I couldn't remember any, which no Mm. big shock there. My memory sucks. But I thought (laughs) to myself, I'm going to look this up. And I I went to the Marvel fandom website and uh, I actually have a bunch of these issues. I think I actually might have all of them. So Dr. Strange, the 1970s volume uh, issues, 42, 43, 44. There was a story where, you know, Wong got like kidnapped and uh Cleo went after him and the two of them ended up going through the mirror and being in this crazy dimension and the doc went after them so those three issues for sure and that's a good era for Doctor Strange it's you know my favorite yeah. of all time is Engelhart and Brunner uh that's mm. to me that can't even be touched but there was a, a an era where Claremont did some writing and uh Gene Colan was the penciler and Dan Green was the inker. and this is that era and it's, oh, okay. it's pretty yeah it's pretty good and it's it's a, it's an interesting little story and um, that's definitely one to look up, and then Marvel Fanfare uh, 42 that's a crazy backup story. And it's a uh, uh, Captain Marvel, but the Monica Rambeau, her character, she gets involved somehow with that Marie Laveau, who's like into voodoo and crap like that. Oh, right, she's, yeah, she's an interesting character. And they, I don't know what I don't, I can't remember how because I kind of just skimmed through it quick, but she somehow coerces a uh, Monica to go back in time using the the mirror the black mirror here to get uh vampire blood uh from count dracula and it's a it's a crazy oh, story
1: wow. <laughs> yeah it's uh, bob
2: hall and bilson kevich are the artists too so it's you know really wild artwork i don't know the uh the writer's name i can't remember off the top of my head but it's somebody i've never heard of and you know if you have marvel fanfare you'll know sometimes they had tryouts in there of yeah. uh different creators sometimes it was you know the artist sometimes it was the writer and it's people you hardly ever heard from ever again, but that was another one in there too. And then I think it was in the early, mid-2000s, Marvel came out with this series Mm -hmm. where I think it was called Mystic Arcana, and it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm not huge into digital art, so that wasn't like my favorite part about it, but there were some interesting Mm -hmm. stories. And one of the one-shots was about a character called Sister Grimm. And I'll have to go back because I think I do have that floating around somewhere. I I sold a lot of my modern stuff, but I think I did... Usually I do keep anything that's kind of mystical, magical horror stuff just uh, because I, you know, I even still like some of that stuff and give it a pass. If it's modern artwork and digital art and I'm not really into it, but uh, supposedly in that one shot, uh, the Black Mirror was in that one, too. So, yeah, pretty cool.
3: Wow. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I like that it's got used in other places. Hopefully they used it well. I would think it seems like it would fit really well in the world of Doctor Strange. So I'd be interested in reading those issues.
2: Yeah, it was wild. From what I saw, I didn't read every, you know, dialogue or caption box or anything like that. But it almost seemed like they were just using it and the doc made mention of, you know, a dark mirror and blah, 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 blah. But they didn't really dive into it, you know, a whole lot with uh, its background and things like that. So not a lot of, you know, expansion with it. But it's cool that at least it was used there. So, yeah, Yeah. little little things there. So, all right, right, well. That's going to wrap us up here, my friend. So, yeah, three crazy issues, a little up and down with the <laughs> storytelling. But like we said, great artwork. So it's, you know, you can get the trades or singles. It's just artwork alone, it's worth getting. So,
1: yeah, totally. definitely check still them out.
2: Sometimes yeah. the
3: walkier, the the more fun it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know, you're reading a horror comic, but sometimes even if it makes you chuckle, it's still kind of fun, too.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, so. I'm looking forward to the uh, Marv Wolfman's.
2: Mm, yeah when he starts up yeah that's gonna be good stuff yeah like i said i think it takes him a few months to really get going but right away you'll see a difference in uh the dialogue you won't see any of the crazy wonky kind of stuff then you figure it won't take too long till we get to issue 10 and that's the introduction of one of my favorites
3: nice Uh, i'm excited
2: (laughs) yeah love love that character especially in the 70s yeah (laughs)
3: so i know what you're talking about (laughs)
2: <laughs> all right my friend well that's gonna wrap us up here so if anybody's uh looking for you out there where can they find you
3: Uh still on twitter i guess i've got a couple of accounts but i should be plugging my writer one i guess so that's at scott west 69 um that's probably the best place to find me um mm-hmm. and hopefully i've got something new to announce soon I'm, i've got a book of short stories but uh i hit a snag it's not my fault (laughs) it's it's the artist and uh it's not even his fault he just had some previous uh stuff he has to get done before he can finish mine but um yeah i should have a book of short stories to announce soon if you like weird stuff horror and whatnot uh check Mm -hmm. that out when it comes out and i'll i'll make that announcement but nothing really else to plug Awesome.
2: Yeah, looking forward to it though. And yeah, hey, you know, uh, I'm sure you might even have something to announce before uh, this will air. So I'll I'll jam it right in here. I'll get a, <laughs> I'll jump in and do a little interlude, and <laughs> we'll okay, get it in right we'll, Yeah, we'll plug it, and it'll be great, man. So, all right. Well, yep, that's gonna be it for this one. And uh, I'm gonna jump out of here and then uh, come back in to wrap up the show in a minute.
0: Everybody's heading for Woolworth and Woolco to get set for Halloween. There's costumes of TV favorites like Wonder Woman and the Hulk. There's popular characters from Star Wars. And there's superheroes like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, and many more at bare-bones prices, $2.38 to $4.17. And there's spook sticks, face pops, witches, wrapped candy of every kind, all at the favorite Halloween haunts. Woolworth
1: and Woolco.
0: episode another good one with scott you know he's a good guy definitely uh, give him a follow out there on twitter and i want to thank everybody for all the likes and the retweets and shares and all that stuff i really appreciate it you know if you guys want to send any feedback as well you're more than welcome to it's a at gmail.com send me an email you know about the show in general uh, you can always go to apple Podcasts or spotify wherever you listen and give us a rating too here at the show I'd really appreciate it, you know, be honest, if you think it's a good show, give it a top rating, you know, definitely leave some feedback, and you know, definitely let me know if there's something you think could make the show better, really appreciate it, all right, take care everybody.